This is the Wealth Game Podcast, where business owners and investors learn the game of growing and keeping more of their wealth through the same tax and investment strategies used by the wealthy. Your host, Brent Beeman, is a CPA, tax advisor, and president of Beeman & Company. Today, we'll talk about three main tax strategies that I just love in real estate that real estate investors can use specifically with your real estate investments. Number one is depreciation. Let's go over how that can be used as a strategy. Number two is the 1031 exchange, what that is and how that can be used. And number three is leverage and multiplying your tax deduction in your real estate. These are not all of the tax strategies specifically with real estate. These are just three of them, probably probably three of my favorites. So let's let's jump into them. Back to number one, which was depreciation. You need to remember that depreciation, this deduction, is a tax return deduction, and it's not a decrease in your property value, and it's not an out-of-pocket expense. This is a calculation done on your tax return. In the last few years, there has been some kind of additional eyes on depreciation because of the extra opportunity there. We Right now in 2022, we have bonus depreciation, 100% bonus depreciation on some parts of real estate. We have cost segregations that can help us break down those components and find out the, the areas that can be depreciated quickly. And you've got to understand what you can do with the timing of that depreciation. So you, if you're in like a, a low income year, on your personal income and your other real estate income, if you're in that low income year, it might not make sense to use up a lot of depreciation in that low income year because you might be in a lower tax bracket. If you're in a high income year, then it might really make sense for you to use up as much depreciation as you can. So there's depreciation. Just my recommendation with that is just be aware of the timing of the deductions because it is flexible, whether you want to take the bonus depreciation and write something all off in one year, or whether you want to do it over five years or seven or 15 or 30 years, you've got options depending on the type of asset that it is, the type of component of the real estate. So that's depreciation. The second one was the 1031 exchange strategy and and how that is used and what that is with real estate. A 1031 exchange is when you sell an investment property and you realize a capital gain. So so say you bought a property for $100,000, you're selling it for $300,000. Your capital gain in that simple math is a $200,000 capital gain. If you were to just sell the property, take the cash, and really do nothing with the cash, you would pay tax on $200,000 a gain. Uh, if the opportunity, this is where the 1031 exchange comes in if you want to get into real estate and and or stay in real estate and you don't want to pay tax right now on that capital gain what you can do before you close this is key before you close you use an intermediary and you transfer funds from closing and it's not you it's the title company they're transferring funds to this intermediary at closing so you never have access to these funds through this official 1031 exchange process. And then you work on finding a new replacement property to replace the property that you just sold. And you could sell a single family home and you could roll that into a retail property, a commercial property, an office building, another single family home, a vacation property, or like a short term Airbnb property. Any of the types of real estate would work for you to defer the gain 
on the sale of the first property as long as you use the 1031 exchange intermediary and roll it into the next property. If kind of the long-term strategy with this, because at some point if you want to get cash out, taxes would need to be paid. And that's the piece you need to understand. If, if you all just do this for five years and cash everything out, taxes would be due at that time. You're kind of just deferring and kicking the, ca- the tax can down the road. But what you can do right now with the estate tax laws in the United States, if you keep doing 1031 exchanges, really, and living off cash flow or in, in your refinancing properties, pulling cash, pulling cash out to live off of, that's tax-free. But you could keep kicking the can down the road until you die, actually. That's one of these strategies. Because when you die, whoever inherits those properties, they would not need to pay tax on the properties when they inherit them, even if they sold them right after they inherited them. Because there are there's something called a, a basis step up on inheritances. That would be possible after you die. But really, if you don't want to pay tax while you're alive and, and you want to live off the cash flow, you can on rental properties. You can keep rolling those into other properties. If you need more cash for other properties, you do a, a cash out refinance, get some cash out, roll that into other properties. But use the 1031 exchange and just use it as part of your planning. Just make sure you know that that is an opportunity. If you want to sell one property and get into another property, the 1031 exchange is a great way to not have to pay tax in that year. Uh, the third one was the leverage and how you can use leverage to multiply your tax deduction specifically in real estate. If you if you bought, um, let's say you, you bought a $100,000 property, so you have $100,000 of cash and you bought $100,000 of property, that $100,000 property, if you're a real estate professional and meet the other requirements, would probably give you about a $30,000 deduction in 2022. And that's buying it with cash. If you took that same $100,000 of cash and instead of buying a property in cash, you went and leveraged it, meaning that you put $100,000 down on, say, a $400,000 property, and now you have a $300,000 loan, you just quadrupled the assets that you purchased. You have the same amount of cash in it, but the bank owed, the bank paid $300,000, you paid $100,000, and you own an asset that's worth four times as much as the first one you bought if you just chose to do it with cash. What that what that does is when you quadruple the value or the purchase price of an asset, you're also quadrupling the tax benefits. So now on that $100,000 cash purchased property, instead of getting a $30,000 deduction on a $400,000 property, you're going to be getting about a $120,000 deduction. You just quadrupled your quadrupled your uh, yeah, deduction there. And on a $120,000 deduction, that's going to save you, that'll save you a lot more in taxes than $30,000. Depending on your tax rate, that could save you almost $50,000 in taxes. So you're saving in taxes half of the cash that you put in. Instead of on the $30,000 one, if you didn't leverage the property, it might save you ten dollars or $15,000. So you're saving four times as much tax. You get four times as big of a deduction and just and it could get you into properties that are easier to manage or maybe they're harder to manage but it's just just use that as a tool as part of your planning as part of your strategic process but it just makes it fun when you can learn to multiply your deductions defer capital gain just understanding these 
these key components, it just makes the whole strategy process a lot more, a lot more fun. But you can multiply your, your wealth, you, it, it increases the velocity of it, and really saving on taxes is a great way to increase the wealth. So have a great, great night, and uh, yeah, let us know if you have any questions. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Be sure to subscribe and please provide a review of what you thought of this episode. For specific topic requests or questions to be covered, please email questions at wealthgamepodcast.com.